Hello, welcome. This is your Secrets of Soaz tutorial. Let's begin with the student teacher mantra. Om Sahanao Vavatu, Sahanao Bunaktu, Saha Viryam Karavavahai, Tejasvina Vadid Tamastu, Mavid Vishavahai, Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. May the truth that we are pursuing protect us. May that truth nourish us together. May we gain the ability to understand what we study. May our study be brilliant. May we agree with one another and not speak ill of each other. Om, peace, peace, peace to all the sources of karma. So we are studying psoas, and psoas is a deep intrinsic muscle. The deeper something is in the body, the more mysterious and elusive it can feel. But even superficial structures in the body, how well do you know and understand them? How much do you know about your own physical form where you live? Because most modern humans are ignorant about their body. And this leads to misseeing, misperceiving in so many ways. For example, what is possible for your body? More importantly, what is natural, what is neutral, functional, and optimal? As modern postural yoga has become popular, there is tremendous emphasis on extreme poses, contortionist level flexibility, and acrobat-like strength. Even more dangerous, there's a story that if you just practice enough, or if you work harder, or if you're a better student, you should be able to do anything. And that is just not true. A better line of inquiry for practice is what best serves an average human, what is sustainable. And to discern what's sustainable, we need to know a few key terms, including range of motion, functional anatomy, and functional movement. Range of motion is the capability of a joint to move through its complete spectrum of movements. The range of motion can be passive, meaning the joint is being moved or active, you're doing the moving. Each joint has a normal range of motion value and each person has a different amount of ability to achieve it. Some examples of range of motion, shoulder flexion is 180 degrees, hip flexion is 100, internal hip rotation is 40, external hip rotation is 50. We'll study more of those later. For now, we also wanna define functional anatomy. Functional anatomy is the study of anatomy in its relationship to function, what it's doing versus anatomy of here's the bone, the muscle attaches here and the muscle attaches there. Functional anatomy is about being in motion, being able to do things. And we want to be able to do things, which means we need to focus on functional movement, which is the ability to move the body with proper muscle, joint, and connective tissue integration for easeful, graceful, pain-free movement. If our goal is proper range of motion, functional anatomy, functional movement, then we need to recognize that extreme flexibility is not functional. Neither is stiffness. Yoga wants you to be in the middle of stability and flexibility. To find a seat, an asana with stira, steadiness, and sukha, good space. Notice that you are again dancing with opposites. We've seen sun and moon, hatha, the inhale and exhale, 
back bend and forward bend. And soon we're going to start dancing with psoas, piriformis, and internal and external rotation. Dancing with opposites requires you to see both and. When you get stuck in either or, right, wrong, good, bad, the opposites pull you apart. It's that chasing and running away from game again. Then the sympathetic state is activated and you're likely to eventually feel frustrated, get aggressive, or experience overwhelm, despair, and give up. When you're able to see both and connection rather than separation, you are truly yoking, unifying, yoga-ing. This does require the higher mind, buddhi, a sattvic, spacious state, and ventral vagal activation. The good news is your body has built-in resources so you can sense and calibrate the nervous system. These resources include your breathing and the psoas muscle. Many people believe psoas responds to safety and threat, tells the tale of surviving or thriving, and allows you to open up or pulls you into restriction. Here's a quote by Liz Koch. Located in what might be referred to as the will center, the engaged upper psoas has an energetic interrelationship to the diaphragm, kidneys, and adrenals, reflecting self-control. Kidneys are thought to contain and hold our vitality. When our will is striving for perfection, achievements, and excellence, as well as when there is an instinctive need to defend, protect, and hide, psoas is recruited. A crisis of will is always expressed in our upper psoas. When will is engaged in order to control expression, there will be a draining of the reservoir of jing, the life force energy, and exhaustion within our immune system. There are some real gems in this quote. For example, how often are you striving for perfection, achievements, and excellence? How often do you feel an instinctive need to defend, protect, or hide? How often are you controlling your expression? This is draining. And it will show up in restriction with the psoas. So what's so special about psoas? It's commonly called a hip flexor, and it connects your spine to your legs. More specifically, it attaches at the lesser trochanter, which is the upper inner thigh, the upper inner femur bone, and then the front surfaces of all the lumbar vertebra, so L5 all the way up to T12. At T12, the upper part of psoas braids into the respiratory diaphragm. At the lower portion, psoas shares a common tendon with the iliacus muscle, And there it connects to the femur bone. The iliacus branches off and connects to the inner rim of the pelvis. And where they're together, they are called the iliopsoas. Psoas is unique because it's an inside-out muscle. It's attaching on the inner surface of the spine, traveling through you, going over, kind of hopping over the pelvis, and then attaching to the femur bone. So as influences spine, pelvis, hip joint, and femur. It also influences your abdominal organs, including the kidneys and adrenals, your digestive organs, the nerves of the gut, including the vagus nerve, and skeletal balance. 
Psoas has a strong relationship to the nervous system and the gut brain because of its ties to the respiratory diaphragm, the vagus nerve, and the adrenals. Sometimes psoas is called the guardian of the lower back or the muscle of inner awareness. And body workers, yogis, movement specialists see the psoas as the linchpin of functional movement. It creates fluidity and grace in the body. This is some images that show you common poses where the psoas is located. And here's another quote by Liz Koch. There's a common perception that a muscularly rigid core is analogous with a strong core and that muscles hold the body up against the powerful force of gravity. It is actually the spinal vertebra's weight-bearing capacity that results in a healthy, powerful, and resilient core. Ultimately, what allows the spinal vertebra to bear weight efficiently is a supple, dynamic, and responsive psoas. So what makes the psoas responsive? Its ability to curl and unfurl, to help balance the spine, to give you space and grace. And when we start to explore this muscle, it definitely has this feeling of opening a Pandora's box. Psoas defies common categories. So we have to examine categories, language, metaphor, but most importantly, our vision of the human body and human nature. So psoas is a doorway an opportunity to explore how your body and being are always talking. When working with psoas, remember that the muscle is primitive. It's responsive to stress and it will allow you to unfold and open up or keep you curled in tight. What allows you to unfold or what tightens that curling, coiling inward? It's safety. In order to create safety inside of the body, release, forcing, efforting, achieving. This does not inspire safety. Instead, embrace unfolding, releasing, and receiving. This requires safety, but also creates safety. Another quote from Liz Koch. When the fear response fires repeatedly with little or no recovery time, this behavior conditions the body for its next attack by maintaining a state of perpetual tension. Because the organism no longer has the opportunity to return to a normal state of functioning, nourishment is diminished while the level of tension accumulates. This tension is experienced as anxiety. Now recall this quote from Deb Dana. The job of the autonomic nervous system is to ensure we survive in moments of danger and thrive in times of safety. Survival requires threat detection and the activation of a survival response. Thriving demands the opposite, the inhibition of a survival response so that social engagement can happen. Without the capacity for activation, inhibition, and flexibility of response, we suffer. So once again, we're back to the nervous system. And SOAS is going to help us regulate and calibrate and understand and respond to our nervous system. We have the choice and the opportunity to survive or thrive. Survival state is when you're in danger and it does not need to be real, only perceived as real by the forces operating below conscious thought. Survival causes shutting down, closing off, wilting, restricting, protecting, defending, and hiding. 
Imagine a plant or a tree struggling, a city under siege, animals under threat. Thriving requires safety. Safety is space, flow, possibility, receptivity. Thriving creates opening, expanding, and receiving. Imagine a plant or a tree in full bloom, a city with trade and prosperity, animals at play. And then ask yourself, what does your body feel like when it's thriving? What is your posture like? What does your body feel like when it's surviving? What is your posture like? Organisms, humans included, are open and expansive when thriving, curled and closed off when scarcity survival is the dominant experience. And that posture response reflects the state of the psoas. What does this mean for practice? By listening to your body, respecting and responding its signals, you're creating an internal environment of safety. A sense of safety has far-reaching implications on your physical body like the psoas, also with hormones like cortisol and your capacity for connection. Psoas, like the breath, is an early and obvious indicator of stress, upheaval in the body, or tension that is disrupting your connection to your center. And that disruption to center shows up in the spine, in the deep front line, in the bandhas, in the bony landmarks, and your ability to sense the deep core. So next, when you learn about the psoas piriformis balance, you'll have a formula, a physical formula for creating poise, a ready for any eventuality type of grace. Thank you.